0: Eagles. Who can forget? Again, I'm looking at those up At the Derrick 30, Derek Brooks 30, touchdown Tampa Bay. Derek Brooks, the most valuable player in the National Football League. There it is, the daggers in. We're going to win the Super Bowl.
1: We call them the Salty Dogs. Hello again, Buccaneer fans. We are back. I'm Scott Smith. And I am Jeff Ryan. And this is the Salty Dogs podcast. And Jeff, we're going to dispense with our usual 15 minutes of incoherent rambling at the top. Because we've got to get right to the main thing. Well,
2: well, listen, we don't just want everybody to jump right to the middle. So we're going to start immediately. (laughs) Exactly. We're very excited.
1: We're very excited to have the 12th head coach in franchise history with us, Bruce Arians. Bruce, it's, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on the show with us. Thank you. Oh, it's fantastic. Uh, been looking forward to
2: it. Yeah, we're, you'll be an honorary salty dog now. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm all for that, brother. I'm all for that. <laughs> how
1: pumped are you to be back in the game?
0: It's really hard to put into words. You know, uh, having been in broadcasting this year and going to games, how much you miss the locker room. Yeah. Uh, and the relationship with players and coaches and the arena. And, um, I mean, it really got – me fired back up, and uh, that I know that's really what I want to do, and that's what I'm supposed to be doing.
2: You know, you do a lot of um, relationships. has been big in your life.
1: You have a relationship with Scott Smith. <laughs> he probably does not he remember that. He doesn't remember that. This. this is not the first time we've worked together. We were both with the Kansas City Chiefs in 1991. Oh, wow. Tony Dungy, the the yeah. uh, River Falls days. Yes, indeed. Yes, Cheese indeed. League and all that.
0: Yeah, my son was a ball boy up there. <laughs> is that right? <laughs> yeah. So, came yeah. Came home with more money than I had. <laughs> so, so it that,
1: went well when they hired me in 92. So then they decided to be good with Tony Dungy in 96. And obviously that went well as well. So there you go. <laughs> it's, it's the uh, six ways to Scott Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of hires, uh, we got to announce yesterday. You, I know you're putting your staff together quickly, but the one they've already announced is Todd Bowles. Can you tell Buck fans a little bit about what to expect from a Todd Bowles defense?
0: Attack. Yeah. Attack. And we're not sitting back and reading and reacting. We're going after people. Um, Playing man to man, we're going to do what our players do best. Okay, that's what Todd does. He does a fantastic job of matching guys up to win in a game plan. And uh, I, I've been around a lot of good teachers, but not, none better than Todd.
1: When you guys were together in 13 and 14, it went very well on defensively. We, we, I hear he had a very creative approach. Like, he'd, he'd yeah, like creative... Said, he, he Yeah, like
0: I said, he's not going to try to pound square pegs in round holes. Okay, you know, and, and say this is our system. What can our guys do? What do our guys do best? We'll fit it around that. Same thing offensively.
1: Is that the first part of the job when you actually get through all this yeah. and you sit down is evaluating all of our players?
0: Oh, yeah, that's that's the biggest part. And, uh, you know, trying to see who's available to improve. We want to improve every day. And uh, we're never going to stand still and stand pat. Um, so, yeah, all our guys, and we're going to have a large staff uh, because we do a little something different when we practice. We have two practices going on at the same time in the spring
2: so how how does it work two practices well we have
0: a large staff so we'll have 40 plays and in otas and one field will be one group and one field will be the other so no one stands around and watches you can't find a diamond in the rough stand around watching (laughs) and uh, we have found more undrafted free agents make our team because they're getting 40 snaps on film every day that's great so that's how you maximize
1: it because the nfl has all these rules now you only have so much time yeah
0: that's awesome
2: Are, are you a big proponent of of doing practices with another team
0: i love to if it's the right team because the one thing we never allow is fighting because there's no place for fighting in a football in in a football game um so if it's another coach that i know and and it's just going to be hey let's get better not see who's tougher and all Mm -hmm. that crap and fighting that's there's no place for that in football
1: have you had a chance to? You probably haven't had a chance to even put anything in your new office yet. Have you? Have you seen no,
0: it? No, I just dropped my
1: birthday. <laughs> Bear Bryant's yeah, pictures it, not that's there. It's coming. Okay. It's coming. Yeah, he's been by over my shoulder for.
0: I find two, thirty years, me, about close to forty now. I think yeah. it's
1: fascinating that you work with Bear Bryant, and I got to believe that a lot of what you are as a coach came from him. Is that right? Oh, it really? Is and
0: uh, the, the, probably more so from Jimmy Sharp, who was Coach Bryant's offensive coordinator okay. for ten years, and my head coach, who got me coaching mm-hmm. at Virginia Tech. You know, the last thing that, that's always been my motto that Coach Bryant told me, uh, coach them hard and hug them later.
2: So that's always the way we've done it. Has it changed with the players? I mean, you say coach them hard, hug them later. You, you've been doing this for a while. Both Scott and I have been around players for a while. We notice a difference in players in in, in oh, there's... In, because of social media, things sure. of that nature. So but, how do you approach that? Uh, if
0: it's not perfect, we're going to correct it don't take it as criticism. It's coaching. Um, and a lot of times I'll do it real ugly. Mm-hmm. But I'll go find the guy and say, hey, look, it's nothing personal. This is, we're just talking about football.
2: This is what we need this, to do this, to win. We've got to do this to
0: get better. And, uh, you know, so, yeah, that's that's the biggest part. And know that you truly care about them as a player, that I'm here to make you the best you can be.
2: Have you had to adjust how you
1: dealt oh, with yeah. a player? Oh, yeah, yeah. They,
0: they, they, these younger guys learn totally different. Mm-hmm. And uh, there, there's more... Action. They can't sit still and watch a film or or Mm. look at a playbook. They need to be moving around. So, hmm. yeah,
1: you adjust your teaching ways. Speaking of a young player, um, Jameis Winston is the quarterback here, and I know you've had good things to say about him. Are you excited about what you think he can accomplish? Oh, there's no doubt. I think we,
0: ha- that we have the major piece of the puzzle. As a head coach, you're tied to the quarterback. Okay. And, and I think we can win a championship. There's no doubt about it.
1: Well, being tied to the quarterback has worked right. well for you in your career, and obviously yeah. you helped them work well. And it's a different relationship. The, the coach and,
0: you know, and even the play caller, which I won't be this time uh, unless I need to be. But uh, that relationship has to be built on solid trust. And don't tell me what you think I want to hear. Tell me what you saw out there. And so that we can we can
2: continually grow. When you say build around a quarterback, what does that act? I mean, people
0: go, well, all, OK, you build all, around a quarterback. All but quarterbacks but... are different and um, find their strengths and. Um, Work on the weaknesses, but build on the strengths. Build those pieces of, of the football team around him offensively to what he does best. Uh, some guys don't have great arms, but they have great anticipation. So your passing game changes. Uh, some wait to see guys open because they got a cannon. Mm-hmm. You build it around them.
1: Has that been a big part of, of your development as a coach through all these years, learning how to adapt to players?
0: I mean, yeah, I mean, that, to me, that's coaching. The guys that come in and say, "Hey, this is our system," and look at the GM say, "We don't have any players." That's really bad coaching. Okay, you know, do what they do. Right, give them a chance to win. That's that's the job of a coach. You know, I, as a player, I played in a drop back passing game. I wasn't very good. I, all of a sudden, we ran to wishbone. I was I was a starting quarterback, uh-huh. and. uh so that do what your players do best.
1: A guy that comes to mind along those lines is Chris Johnson, who he had there in Arizona for a little while. It seemed like maybe his career was coming to an end, but he had a real nice year there. Oh, what yeah, I understand. Great, Yeah,
0: man, he had a couple great years and then got injured. But um, when we had David Johnson and Chris Johnson, two totally different yeah, running backs. Right. Chris was a wide zone guy. That's what we ran. David was more inside, get him outside on a toss, more of a receiver. So, yeah, just you just build game plans around every guy you got.
2: There's there's a word that gets tossed around on every team, and when there's changes in, in in an organization, and that word is culture. So, to me, I have a theory what culture is. I would like to know what your theory is. Culture on a football team.
0: It's very simple for me. There's three words: trust, loyalty, and respect. Mm-hmm. When you when you understand what those words mean, um, then we don't need rules. You know, we don't have any rules. Uh, just those three words we'll talk a lot about those words um, as we get going and um, so yeah that that everybody likes to use that word chemistry I, yeah I what is it? to me it's accountability uh, I got every decision I make affects you correct in our locker room so that decision I make on or off the field has to be about the cause and the cause is the ring and ain't getting to us Super Bowl both winning it so Every decision you make as a player on and off the field, what you put in your mouth nowadays uh, because of all the nutrition and things that we have to make you better, those
2: decisions all add up to winning. He talks about the ring, and he has one on. He has one on. Just, just to make that – I know it's a podcast, but I didn't still. win
0: this one in Tampa.
2: I don't wear that one. It's too big.
1: Really? <laughs> wow. What a,
2: what a bummer. The 2009 the ring, one. it's too big. It is crazy. It's,
1: it's, like, it's too difficult. That's right. You have good memories of Tampa, don't oh, you? Oh, yes, and, and That was a, heck of a catch and, and right yep. in front of the pirate ship. Yeah. Awesome. Very so, you, as a coach for many years, you you obviously, because you're a coach, you've had to move a lot and this will be the 18th time <laughs> do you know anything about this new area you're moving to i
0: actually used to recruit here uh when i was at mississippi state in alabama back in the late 70s early 80s uh-huh. and uh so we uh we ate at one of the famous steakhouses i used to stay in the hotel right across the street from jefferson high school and oh yeah really? we had a couple
2: young men come to mississippi state from jefferson so yeah. so your wife's name is sue Chris christian Good, I'm giving go yeah. another one. I'm giving somebody else uh, another wife. <laughs> Hold um, on now. <laughs> um, so is she
0: excited? Oh, yeah. Yeah, she was she was floored by the reception yesterday. And uh, obviously, this facility is bar none, none better.
2: And uh, so, yeah, just... Even though Arizona looked like, I mean, their stadium is really pretty cool. It, it, she was never in Arizona. She's not a desert <laughs> girl. Okay. And,
0: uh, but, um, yeah, so we... We, uh, we have lived in Georgia at the lake okay. for the last 11 years, but Good for going you. back and forth. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I think
1: uh, I heard her refer-, refer to that as her forever, forever home. To yeah. yes, so get I there function. eventually, right? Yeah. yeah. Did your year in broadcasting do anything for your analysis of the game?
0: Yeah, I got to see so many practices in different ways. You know, I'm oh, not a okay. music guy. The players okay. are going to have to talk me into this music stuff. Yeah. Good to know.
1: Uh, I might
0: give in, but uh, everywhere I went, was, it was music and uh, even coach Belichick who's maybe had it the longest nobody ever knew it I didn't know that and uh so I, I said Bill really and he said man we've had this stuff on Fridays forever so
2: uh, you're not going to play I'm going to whip your ass uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, we have to, I have to find that recording again. okay
0: I, I liked I liked oh, the yes. rendition yes indeed it was very strong that was coach Sharp's that was his. yeah
2: thing. all right the cap the, the hat okay mm-hmm. the theory behind it well I, even as a kid I wore one and okay. uh once a ball but, cap or no this type
0: this type, this type huh? of hat and uh I'm, I'm, I'm from the streets of york so uh, the as we got moving on and got the platform in arizona my wife has been a casa a court appointed special advocate she was early in her career a uh, as she called it broken family law attorney hmm. and then i moved her after five bar exams she said i'm just volunteering <laughs> and, uh, but i've watched her save these kids uh, one at a time. Uh-huh. So we started the foundation in Arizona and we created the hats. And every hat sold, all the, all the proceeds go. We have t-shirts with no risk it, no biscuit. And they came up with this great logo um, out there and we'll bring it here. And every, every dime goes straight to the foundation. And it's to help children who through no fault of their own are either in foster care or need a, need a, a, a kid's voice. And, uh, and and through the court system, and uh, I, I say that I actually talked a long time with Darcy last night, and, and uh, how we want to get it started here. Right. And oh, my wife's already been uh, doing everything she can in in Hillsborough County already to to investigate it online.
2: We're really looking forward to that. Yeah, We're looking forward to everything Uh, that's coming. It's going to be fun. It's a pleasure. Thanks thanks so much. It's a lot of fun. We 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 get get you back on. See you again, brother. (laughs) Yeah, there we go. (laughs) You've changed a little. Yeah, I used to have black hair. (laughs)
1: That's why I didn't know you. (laughs) Well, thanks again, Coach. The Salty Dogs. And we're back here on the Salty Dogs for our next segment. That was uh, great. I I, sure, that's a highlight,
2: right well, there. Well, I can say is I sure hope people hang in there for the next segment because after that first one, <laughs>
1: I like—I don't know if he knew what you meant, but you're like, we got to put this up front. Yeah. Everybody's going to skip our part.
2: Yeah, I—I—I I, I, I figured as much.
1: But it's, momentum. It. it's momentum. It's yeah. momentum. You've got this going. You're probably washing the dishes or something, and and you just keep you listen to the rest. Now you listen to our idiotic.
2: Well, kind of the way. other side of the coin is, you know, your impression of him. That was my impression. Is the first time I actually. Shook hands with him and spoke with him, and I did that in the hallway, and it was pretty cool. It was very relaxed. I He's felt, very relaxed. Yeah, I it felt, feels like
1: it's going to be an easy work environment around here.
2: When we say easy work environment, what we mean by that is um, the, the
1: coach, the coaches. They don't make obstacles to what you're trying to do, right? And that's not a bad it, thing. I know. Each I agree. coach has right. their own. I'm not style. saying that in a negative way, but no. some coaches want certain things or want certain well, times or. Or, know, or don't necessarily want to do something, and therefore, if I
2: go through all the coaches, um, uh, Richard Williamson was pretty easy. He was one year. Sam was an entertainer, right? So, so he, he was really. But easy. this is
1: before we did all this stuff, yeah, too. Yeah,
2: yeah, Well, I was doing radio shows. Yeah, with that's these true. Guys. You, you had so that. and then Tony Dungy, obviously, was. Well, what was great about Tony is everything was on time, mm-hmm. and uh, if you asked a question, he would give you an answer and uh I always enjoy That's good it. when it works that way. It, well, I mean, it, that's not always the sometimes case. Sometimes you ask a question they give you a fish. Yeah. Or yeah. no, they give you the stink eye <laughs> and go on, "Why are you asking me that question?" <laughs> um, so
1: then Dunge- then Gruden. And Gruden, you know He's another entertainer.
2: Yeah, so. but you know what's funny with John is he he was very consistent and he uh you know, he did a radio show. we talked about this before. Yeah. And he, he was easy to work yeah, with. People and, think otherwise, but it's not true. Right. I mean, he wasn't excited about doing a radio show because he's a football guy. But when he got there, he did he, it. Yep. When the light went on, he yeah. w- he gave you the time that was there. Uh, Raheem, Raheem was fun. Raheem was a lot of fun. He wanted Raheem to be fun. fun. Uh, Greg uh, Let's Shiano. just skip that one. All right. Let's skip that one. I got nothing there. Yep. Um, Lovey, Lovey Smith. Lovey. you uh, businesslike. Uh, he was very
1: businesslike.
2: Yep.
1: Um, but Same with Dirk. Um, exactly. Same exactly. with Dirk. Dirk. We... We should point out that, or at least from my point of view, I don't mean to put words in your mouth. That we appreciated everything that all those coaches did with us. Yes, I mean, yes. Some, Sometimes you could tell they would rather be up, you know, eating film, but I, they still did it.
2: And I want to, and and you know, just recently, I want to say thank you to Dirk Cutter yeah, because
1: right. uh, Dirk would
2: talk to us uh, at the half, and sometimes he would give us a nugget. Um you know you're going to do two quick questions you and you They're usually
1: going to be pretty surface they're level. They're pretty
2: surface level but you're you're on a walk and when yeah, some, yeah. You, and you're walking and I I will say he gave us nuggets. He would he would you know it, it, if something went wrong just before they went in it'd be oh boy what are we going to get. Um he was a guy that you needed to ask a question and and it I, needed to be a good question. It had to be a good question and he was also the to, less, Also, the
1: less vague and
2: the more football-related it was, the better. Correct. And he was really good after the game, let, win, lose, or draw. He would talk to us after the game, and he would talk to us for, you know, we yes. not that we were breaking stories but other media outlets would be quoting what we did. So we'd like Oh, I see. Yeah.
1: We'd like to wish him well going yes. forward, but unfortunately Two he's games the a Atlanta year. offensive yeah. coordinator so yeah. we can't for 16 weeks, but yeah, yeah,
2: and I can't even root
1: that hard. I mean, we
2: have a lot of friends up there. Rich McKay's up there yeah. and, and and you know, Dirk, we got got to know and Raheem, Raheem is there.
1: It's like Boy, Tampa can you North.
2: can you imagine Raheem and Dirk
1: having a beer and talking about the Tampa days? <laughs> I'd love to be a fly on the wall on that one. So <laughs> back to our current head coach yes like we said um that was oh. first time i met what you forgot something you were gonna ask yeah them? what i wanted to ask him if we're gonna do we call him coach do we call him ba, B-A? Damn. we'll find out let that happen organically yeah i called him coach when he was in here he didn't seem to mind no i don't think he might whatever you call that's him. what you are that's what he is that's mm-hmm. been his life and his passion did you watch that a football life i did I, I recommend that to anybody that has not heard about it or seen it yet. You can find it on YouTube. Yeah, it's, Google it. It's yeah. fantastic. It's Google a football, again. Come all on. those of Football Lives are pretty good. I re- I haven't seen a ton of them, but I watched all that one after we hired Bruce, and it's so good. And it really tells you a lot about the guy. Mm-hmm. That's how we knew. That's how I knew that Bear Bryant was such a big deal to him, as mm-hmm. an example, and Jimmy Sharp, the other coach that he talked about. Um, so, give that a look if you get a chance. But to get back to the main point that we started with here, it looks like it's going to be. A good work environment around here. Yes. But we'll see. We'll see. Well, it'll be interesting because he says, coach him hard and hug him later. Mm -hmm. So he's not afraid to chew a guy out. So I guess it's possible if I mess up, I could be coached hard Mm -hmm. and then hugged later. Yeah, it's not personal. This
2: is what we need to do to get where we have to go. I I
1: like this thing. I I liked...
2: uh, you know, he talks about chemistry, whatever that is. I thought that was pretty good. I agree
1: with him completely on that. You know. Chemistry is an overrated word, and mm-hmm. it tends to be something you notice after your team is successful. Mm-hmm. And, of course, everybody's happy when your sure. team's successful. And it, that seems like, oh, it's because there's such great chemistry. Yeah. There's something to that. There's there's obviously something to relationships, but chemistry is just such a broad word that people apply. So I liked his answer on that one, too. And I liked his answer on culture. Yeah, that was good. That was um, very good. T- we talked briefly with him about Todd Bowles. Um mm-hmm. And I didn't think that this was the the right avenue. He hasn't even really had his own introductory press conference yet to get into the X's and O's mm-hmm. of Todd Bowles. So I, you know, we basically just wanted the the overarching answer, and he gave us that it's attacking defense. It's it's going to be an aggressive defense, man to man coverage. I like that. I think a lot of Buck fans would like to see our defense be more aggressive in general. So I think that's a good thing. But what's interesting about the Todd Bowles hire is that it could signal a change that has been a change to something that's been here for about 28 years now. Right. Because if he goes to the 3-4, like he's run in his last two stops, uh, that is a big change for the Buccaneers. I like the fact that he
2: said he wasn't going to go ahead and, you know, take a square player and put him right. in a round hole. Exactly. And, and I know we're talking, you know, it's all going to be – people are going to speculate who's here, who's not here. I'm not talking about any of that. I'm just talking about the philosophy right. that – I have a game plan, and okay, you're my guy, but you don't really fit. But I'm going to try to make it right. I'm, it just doesn't work. Yeah, that's
1: why I brought up Chris Johnson because um, he, when he was in Arizona, like I said, Chris, you remember Chris Johnson, mm-hmm. CJ2K or whatever, when he was ripping it up for Tennessee, and by the time he got to Arizona and was basically, you know, a backup, and then David Johnson got hurt, he had to be the guy. It seemed like his career was pretty much on the downside, and then he did some really good things there, and apparently he went to the coach and said, listen, I think this type of play, like coach liked to run it. Bruce Arians liked to run it downhill up the middle. Mm -hmm. And, and Chris Johnson's like, I think I can succeed with more stretch plays. I think we should run more stretch plays. And Bruce listened to him and he did that and it worked. And that's exactly what you're talking about. And
2: he also made that comment like about quarterbacks uh, listening to what works for them. How does this go? Um, Yeah. I, I, I mean, he's a coach he's a football coach not not to say that there weren't other football coaches here but he this is what he does yeah. he's got a game plan he's he he uh got to be a head coach late in life you know that's right and so did dirk and and they both appreciated it and, yeah. and i noticed the difference there's a difference yeah
1: where- uh, he definitely appreciates it. and and that's one thing you'll see if you watch that a football life thing is and and that's why i didn't really bring it up specifically because of you know it's it wasn't an original thought or anything but uh he According to what you hear in that uh, Football Life documentary, one of the reasons it took a long time for him to get a head job, even though he was obviously having tons of success, he was he was a coordinator, I mean, a successful coordinator usually gets interviews, you right. see that, and he wasn't getting them uh, until after his interim head coaching stint with Indianapolis, and that went so well, was because as his family members would say he's like he's not going to tell you what you want to hear he's he's not going to do the political answer he's not going to say what the owner is expecting to hear he's going to say what he means yeah. he's, he's going to do it his way and so when he, he got brown noser no and when he got to be finally got that opportunity it wasn't because he had given in and stopped doing it his way so in the end it, it, it speaks to what you were just saying uh Getting the job later in life, but also getting the job without having to sacrifice what he believed in. And mm-hmm. so I think that's part of the reason why he was a su- success as a head coach. And I think that's why he'll be a success here. And I think it's a great hire for that reason. Um, you know, you want a guy who knows exactly who he is and knows exactly how he wants to get it done. And then you want to get out of the, get out of his way and let him do it. And uh, and.
2: I will say this with this organization: they've always let each head coach run it their that's, way. That's absolutely true. And that's the people on the outside will say differently. They'll think it's different, but having um, been associated with the club for a number of years and then actually being inside, uh, it's a different perspective when you're inside. And um, yeah, here's here's the keys to the car. Yeah. Go make it go
1: now. I brought up Todd Bowles, yep. and we didn't stick to it very long. But if, if we That's switched, probably my fault. If we switch to a 3-4, most things that go wrong on this podcast are your fault. Jeff. Mm-hmm. If we switch to a 3-4. I sure hope I hit record. <laughs> of course, the podcast wouldn't start at all if you weren't here, because yep. I don't know which buttons to push on that thing mm-hmm. over there. Uh, if the Buccaneers switch to a 3-4. Now, obviously, every team runs some 3-4, four, some 4-3 four, concepts. There's, you know, over and under fronts can look like 4-3s and 3-4s. We know that, but there are teams that are more of a base 3-4 or 4-3, and the Bucks have not been a 3-4 team since 1990, Richard Williams, the, the last year of Ray Perkins, mm-hmm. and then in 91, when Richard Williamson took over, they switched to a 4-3, and it's been that way ever since, and a lot of those years, not just 4-3, but also a team that relies a lot on the cover, too, Um changing to a 3-4 defense if that's what happens. And we don't know. This is, I think this is going to be one more of the more fascinating storylines of the offseason. What is the defense? And and if it is more of a 3-4 style defense, what players fit? Now, I know what we just said mm-hmm. about square pegs, and, and they'll play to their strengths. But the fact is certain defensive styles is going to need certain types of players. If you're running a 3-4, really, really running a 3-4, you're going to need pass rushing outside linebackers. Uh, do we have that? Is Noah Spence one of those? Could this be a good thing for him? Right. That kind of thing. There's going to be a lot of questions that Domino's have felt Vita Vea might be the perfect nose tackle on the 3-4. Yeah. And that is one of the most underrated pieces of a 3-4. All the great Pittsburgh defenses always had a great guy in the middle right there. And so uh, it'll, be, it'll be fascinating. But also, they're talking about the aggressive uh, press man coverage on the outside. Is that, that seems like it'd be great for Carlton Davis. How good is that going to be for Vernon Hargraves? I think he's actually better in, in in man coverage um, than in zone. So I think it's going to be fascinating to see which players thrive if it becomes a different style of defense.
2: Yeah, and I've heard – I mean, I was thinking – I think it was Dirk that, that made a comment that there isn't a true 3-4. Yeah, he in, said that a lot. In, in the league anymore. It's there, but it's... it's he would
1: say that about a lot of teams, but then every now yeah. and then we'd play a team like Pittsburgh and go, now this is it's a true 3-4. Three, 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 four. Four. And, of course, Pittsburgh has always been a true 3-4, and mm-hmm. they've been fantastic at it forever, and they yeah. always find they get it pass-rushing linebackers, at like the second, third, it, of like 20th pick in the draft, like a T.J. Watt, they always find those guys.
2: If you're uh, listening to this before the games on the weekend... And when I say the game, I hope it's the second, second round. Right. Second round of playoffs. Watch the Indianapolis Colts game. Mm-hmm. Their defense is a variation of what Pittsburgh did, and they were really good against Baltimore <laughs> yeah, at shutting it down. And it was an interesting Indy thing. he played Houston. The Chargers shut down Baltimore. Oh, maybe there was – it was the Chargers that then. No, the that char- has, what the
1: Chargers did they is they were moving. They, it was a guy found. File- they played seven defensive backs for all but one snap of that game. They played safeties at linebacker, partially because all their linebackers are hurt. Like remember when all our linebackers got hurt, right. and all of a sudden we're playing Andrew Adams as basically a safety slash linebacker all right. the time. They they played all safeties as linebackers. Had seven linebackers on or seven defensive backs on the field because they wanted to combat. Lamar Jackson's running and they want maybe fast guys it, maybe maybe it there.
2: still is the Colts tonight. And, and yeah, well they because, had a great game because against Houston. Cuz they him. were moving, they they were talking about whoever their defensive coordinator is, he's new. So, uh wh- he he went back into tape and found some Steeler tape.
1: Eberflus? I don't know. Something like that?
2: I, hey, I think he got some head coaching sniffs. And um it, the way they were moving guys around on the front, Yes. I didn't see that game. Yeah, so it I was can't pretty impressive. You. Um, pretty, pretty well. Okay, let me. Let well, me that's clarify one this. of the great things. Watch all the games, and if they're showing defenses, <laughs> watch those. That's how you get out of this one.
1: If they're if they were really running a three four, that's one of the great things about it. If you if you've got a good three four scheme, is you can bring pressure from so many different ways. It's very it can be very difficult to figure out where the pressure is coming
2: that's from. That's it was just all this movement, and I was like, dang, look at that, and yeah. you know, so.
1: Um, you know there are there there is some other news we should probably get to before. What's that? Um, well, Mike Evans is going to the Pro Bowl. Yes,
2: I'm happy for Mike.
1: Yeah, I mean, I kind of thought he should would happen because he was the first alternate. I mean, the first the four that were voted in were Devontae Adams, uh, Julio Jones, Adam Thielen, and Michael Thomas. Adam Thielen and Michael Thomas had more catches, and Julio Jones had more yards, and Devontae Adams had more touchdowns. So there are reasons you could say those were all valid picks over Mike. But I think Mike's entire line was impressive enough that he should have been one of the first four. Yeah. And I, it's hard to say who to knock out. Maybe Thielen. I don't know. They're all great. I'm glad they're all getting recognized. Um, Thielen sort of tailed off a little bit towards the end of the year. But, of course, the voting isn't right at the end of the year. Uh, anyway, Mike had 1,522 yards, I think, uh, which is a team record. Right. It was – second in the conference, you so you'd think that guy would be one of your two starters if he's second in the conference in receiving yards. Right. <laughs> um, maybe it's because he didn't he only had 5 touchdowns until he got 3 in the last two games, but he averaged 17.7 yards per catch, which is an enormous number for a guy that had 86 catches. In fact, it's the third highest average any receiver's ever had in a season where he had 85 catches or more. That's amazing. It is. And it's a bit of a function of our offense, but nobody else did it. I mean, he still. Yes, we threw the ball downfield, but we had to have a guy who could make that work. Hey, wait, wait till right? this year. Yeah, exactly. Because
2: that's one thing that Bruce Arians likes to
1: do. Yes, he like when he sees that he's got a shot, he he'll take it. Like if you're playing single high safety, don't be surprised. And one, third and one, one and one. he'll
2: take a shot. <laughs> or if
1: he, he single high safety, he's like, okay, let's send go routes on the outside. Uh, and I, you know how we know this is true. Because we were in Arizona in 2017, and mm-hmm. our defense was struggling with their communication, and boy, did he take advantage of that. Lit it was just up. lit us up down the field. It it it, yeah. it was demoralizing at the time, but Fair. now I'm now I'm having rosier memories of it because I can picture it in our yeah place. on the other side now. For once, <laughs> not I wanna, that our
2: offense has been bad. I you know I'd love a game where you know it's 48 to nothing and we're ahead. You, know, <laughs> you like, would yeah, kind of like uh, the New Orleans game in 2001. No, the, the oh the well. beginning of the year we were up. Yeah, 20, whatever, whatever it and was. Then it and it got really hairy at the end.
1: end. Doesn't matter. <laughs> one, <but laughs> that's the keep. Did the... you know this is an interesting note? And I'll credit uh, one of our staff members here, Jason Turner, for finding this out, that when New Orleans won the Super Bowl in the 2008 season. Yeah, they Nine lost se- against, 2009 season. They lost
2: against us.
1: Yeah, so you have heard and this? and they lost
2: against Carolina. Carolina,
1: and they lost against Dallas. They went thirteen and three with losses against the Bucks, Panthers, and Cowboys. And that's exactly what happened again this yep. year. So that means they're going to win the Super Bowl, right? Lightning strikes twice. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it. I wouldn't bet against I would, them.
2: I, w- I wouldn't either. But I'm. I'm still. You know, the Rams still. It's going to be good. thrilling. When it's I assume dead, that you know. Saints
1: and Rams are going to win and then meet in the NFC Championship, and game. just watch. Just watch the Cowboys. They'll get hot.
2: Just uh-huh. you know, don't I know, say don't say I'm, things
1: like that. I know. I really hated losing to the Cowboys. I had a chance to win that game.
2: Two turnovers. See, I didn't think they were that good. Good enough to beat us, but they but I didn't think and I didn't think they were gonna beat Seattle. I thought they were gonna lose to Seattle too.
1: I would like to point out an amazing accomplishment I made this past weekend. How's your arm? From patting myself on the back? Well maybe you should let me finish before (laughs) you say that. Uh, I was just with friends not not as a gambling thing, just Uh, picking the games. I managed to pick all four games wrong. That's hard to do, man. Yeah, <laughs> I had the, uh,
2: and I don't you know pick?
1: why. I don't know why I picked the Ravens because I wanted the Chargers to win. I thought they were going to win when I started watching that game, but but I look back at what I'd written down, and it was mm. the Ravens.
2: And you, so I picked
1: Seattle. You just said you, you thought the Texans. I thought the Texans, but yes. and that was a terrible pick because the Colts were hot. Yeah, and are hot. That was a bad, bad pick. Everybody
2: won except Seattle for me. That was the one
1: I lost. Oh, yeah. I picked Seattle. You picked the Chargers? Yes. And then what was the other one? Uh, the Colts. The Bears. You picked and Philly? Come on. No, no. You said everybody won.
2: Oh, okay. I, I, I back so up. all
1: I, four of them except two. two.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Could you, um, I forgot about. I forgot you just got about, about, an, an F. Yeah. I've, 50.
2: Math was not my strength. I, although it's
1: probably great. on If you're grading on a curve and it's only you and me in the yeah, class, I got you 50. got an A+. Plus. Well, let's see. How many did you get right? I got 0% of them right. All right, and I got two, so I'm 100% better than you are. (laughs) You can't divide by zero, Jeff. You
2: can. (laughs) But you would get an A on a
1: curve if it's a A, class of you and Hey,
2: in this day and age, you can do anything. Right.
1: Well, by the time everybody hears this, we have already had the press conference with Dirk. I'm sure that will be exciting. No. I just said Dirk, Sorry yes we already have the you know it's like when you it's like when a new year happens and you're still writing 2018 on your you, checks for a month
2: you want to hear a funny story oh, no, nobody writes checks a, anymore. You know what? i do you want to hear a funny story of course story? you do um, this you talk about that training camp over in orlando mm-hmm. the first year i remember those years first year john gruden's the head coach the first interview i'm going to do with john gruden oh my he's coming off the field right we're live on the radio. You're live already. We're live. We are live. And I said, uh, okay, coach is coming up here. We're going to we're going to get him real quick and I dropped the microphone. So, as I dropped the microphone, not on purpose. Not on purpose. You didn't do like a drop no, the mic. No, I dropped chocolate. it and I was like, "Oh god." And so he walks up, and I grabbed the microphone, and I went into automatic <laughs> mode, and I walk up, and I went. So Tony, what is? <laughs> and he goes. He looks at me. <laughs> he looks at me. Nice to meet you. And John. he says, "He said, Tony did a lot of good things here." <laughs> so I will always say that John Gruden was very, very gracious. Did to he? Me. Did he hold that over you though, no, and bring it up? No, no, he just
1: he just under he understood, right. but but I was like, "Are you kidding me?" Yes. I live in fear of calling a player the wrong name in the locker room. Yeah, so I don't usually say hey their names buddy. Most I know for sure. <laughs> hey, buddy. Okay. Uh, Are we good? So yeah, we're, uh, we're going to get to Allen's some press conference. We'll be over. <laughs> <with>. <laughs> but otherwise, I was just getting to, that to say what's coming up. We're gonna um, we're obviously going to have a lot of head coach. I mean, assistant coach hires coming. Yeah. I think that's going to come together quickly. There's going to be a lot of them though, because as you heard Bruce say, he has a big staff. I can't wait to see that. The two if, – if, that's we'll, a bit of re, – we'll, re, we'll
2: reset the table on that. He talks about no one stands around. He has enough coaches. He does two practices at the same time. I think time.
1: It's, it's brilliant. I hadn't even thought of that idea. But you're right, and, and fans who don't get to see a ton of practices should understand that it is true that there are usually a lot of players standing around. Right. When your first-team offense is out there, the backups are just standing there and vice versa, so – that is a way to maximize what you're doing, isn't it's, it? it? yeah. But and you it, have to have a lot of coaches. Got to have a lot of coaches. And yeah. that's the reason why, because we have, had noticed he had a really big coaching staff
2: in Arizona, but weren't sure exactly why. Mm-hmm. Just and that, and that'll be great for the fans during training camp because no matter what, yeah. there's no downtime. Good thing we have a big building here mm-hmm. with lots of offices. I don't know,
1: maybe <laughs> not enough. <laughs> Knocking <laughs> down some walls. They
2: may be moving down our end. <laughs> <laughs> when they came,
1: I didn't say anything when they came for Jeff Ryan's office, and then they came for my office.
2: <laughs> they're gonna come for yours <laughs> first. Yours is closer to football, <laughs> but
1: it's really secluded back there in the corner. Yeah, by, I, by the. But uh,
2: they're gonna take that whole right. gated community out. Oh boy, Scott's in Scott's in such a fancy place here right. at the Advent t- Health Training Center. Advent right. Health is one word. Yes um he is he's so special he's in a gated community and we call it that because you cannot get in unless you use your key card there's only uh one other office that has a key card to get into you know whose
1: office that is well um, well Jason on, Lights? on the business Ted, side Oh, on the business side yes brian ford Mm-mm. who owners oh i like where you're going with this yeah i like it um, so yours is going The real reason still. is because I'm right across from the server room. Yeah, they, and they need that <laughs> locked up. <laughs> but it sounded good. The great thing about being right by the IT guys mm-hmm. is when something like the internet goes down or something, you don't have to call or you just say,
2: hey, guys. And they say...
1: Yes, eighteen turn it people off, have already told us. Turn yeah. it off. Turn it back on. That's always the first step. Yep. All right, let's get to questions and wrap it up, huh? All right, I've very got good. two of them. One of them you're going to recognize who it's from. All right, uh, it's our friend Rusty, Yay. Rusty Cheney, who is a retired nurse. Happy New Year, Rusty, and likes to listen to our show. She says that a lot. She's very complimentary. The other one is a new, from a new person. Okay. Okay, you can tell from this that she sent it before the coaching hire. All right, it was a couple days ago. There's, a, by the way, there's a picture of a donut on the top. Mm. and a picture of coffee on the bottom. Nice. So she was probably sending this during breakfast. Happy New Year, Jeff and Scott. Thank you. Happy New Year, Rusty. I hope you both had a fun and restful holiday break. I would say fun, not restful. Uh, no, we were But But you were missed. I guess it's true. We have to admit uh, we didn't we, did. we didn't do a podcast the last couple of weeks just because of all the stuff that was going on. But, uh, you know, when you listen to this one, now you know why we didn't do it. We one. were saving it, yes. Yes. And, and you're really going to like this next part because um, you're going to feel justified. Alex Smith was an enjoyable guest on the last show. And Jeff really took me down memory lane with his referral to Smith Brothers cough drops. Jeff, I'm sorry. Yeah,
2: pay attention. I know, I know, but this is business.
1: Uh, she, she, you took her down memory lane with your the of Smith, Smith Brothers... Brothers cough drops, which I laughed at. Uh huh. That was the best part of having a cold when I was a kid. So <laughs> I've never heard of this, but you touched a nerve. Have there. you not? Have you never had a Smith it's, Brothers? It's cough Halls. Drop. Everybody just has Halls. No. Smith Brothers. We need to find out if they still exist and get them to be a sponsor for this show. I would think the they Smith would. Brothers. They are two guys, the Salty Dogs. Two guys, guys
2: with big, long beards. My
1: name is Smith. You've got a beard, salty. kind of. I like it. Okay. Well, our last game was. This is her again. Our okay. last game was another heartbreaker, and now the search is on for a new head coach. You'll probably have already announced who that is by the time you do the podcast. That's Great. true. As a true fan, I will embrace. Good. I will embrace whoever we get and wish for more success for him and his staff. Who decides what coaches' assistants from last season stay on? Is it solely the head coach who desi- decides, or do the Glazers or Jason Light say, we want to keep Prince Buckner or Mark Duffner, for example, in some capacity? And I think, at least in this case, it's it's uh, coach. Bruce. Yeah. Bruce gets to decide his staff. And, and I think that's something
2: that um, this ownership group has done. They've had coaches under contract where they are owed money, whether they work or not. And because of a new head coach wanting to make changes, yeah. they have paid the yeah. contract out.
1: Well, that's what Jason Light said at the end of the season. He's like, um, coach, whatever coach we hire, will get an opportunity if he wants to, to keep any of the staff. But we are also going to let those people interview elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Didn't didn't Brinson Buckner go to Oakland, I think? I think so. In any case. Um, and no, he,
2: he, out of all of our coaches. He was the one you would think. Yes, because he was the only one under contract.
1: Well, also he worked with Bruce. Yes, in Arizona.
2: Yes, because everybody else, everybody else, their contracts were ended. They were in an option year, or, right? So. That is one of those. That, that's that's a, maybe it's I'm a, wrong about that Oakland thing, but I thought he went to Oakland. Yeah, it's a tough life.
1: Yeah, it's a definitely a nomadic life. As it's Coach like being does. in radio. That's but how radio was. Along these lines, if you again I referenced that um, a football life documentary. If you watch that, you'll see there's a point where he got an interview with Indianapolis after the two. I mean, with Chicago after the 2012 season mm-hmm. when he won Coach of the Year, and who knows. You know, he, we only hear one side of it, but uh, his his kids, I think, were saying that he didn't get that job because he was insisting that he had to bring Todd Bowles, and, and yeah. Chicago didn't want to switch to a 3-4. Yeah,
2: they so, were running in to Tampa, too. And then Arizona— That was the year Lovey got fired and oh, came yeah, here. yeah, that's
1: right. And and then Arizona—well, um, Lovey sat out for a year before— Okay, here. I'm sorry. Uh, Arizona was fine with that, and so that's why he took that job in Arizona, because they said yes to who he wanted to hire. I, I get that if you're going—I mean, it's like any business—
2: uh, you go in, you look around. If you're a new manager, you're looking to see who, who's there, who's not. Right. Square hole, round hole, that type of thing. <laughs> um, I think that, I think, that
1: um, I think we'll have a completely new. Yeah. So the answer to your question, Rusty, is it's, it's Bruce Arians who will yes. get to choose. And these guys that have been in the league for a long time, they all have a network of guys. So they can make phone calls quickly and find out who's interested, who's available.
2: And they know
1: the system. And yeah. that's what has to happen. That the coaches helps. have to teach it to the players. Right. And so anybody you've got that's already worked with Bruce, and we've heard some – we haven't announced anything except bowls yet, mm-hmm. so we're not going to name any names. But no. We've certainly heard some. Yes. And a lot of them have connections to him in the past.
2: And people sometimes have to understand the reason why we – you and I cannot name names if we say a name. It's like we're announcing it. We are, because we officially work for the right. team, so a Bucs spokesperson, right. you know. Yeah. So we can't, so, even so though we've tard. all heard the same names, yeah. too.
1: It's hard. Uh, okay, she finishes by saying, hopefully you all will decide to continue the show in the offseason. We've talked about that Yeah, I sometimes, think, just not I, every week.
2: Yeah, I think it's going to be for special occasions. I mean, it, uh, you know, maybe if... if Todd Boyle's maybe, you know. Maybe It'd we'll be do. great to get him one. Yeah. Uh, something like that, just to introduce him to, to Buck fans.
1: She says, I read your news every day, Scott, and enjoy Carmen's columns and Casey's shows with you and Allie and Donovan, but there's nobody doing what you and Jeff do on the podcast, blending current news with the memories. Nice. Thank you, Rusty. Thank you, Rusty. Uh, she keeps finding new ways to say nice things to us. She Wasn't she as... She was a nurse. A nurse, yeah. Well, so
2: she has a great bedside manner.
1: All right, um, Scott and Jeff, for, this is the next question. All we right. only have two today because okay. we haven't been, I don't think people thought, knew we were having a show on. No. So I'm actually kind of surprised we even have these two. This one apparently was just written yesterday or today. First time I've written in, he says, uh, but I'm just really excited by the Bruce Arians hire. Earlier today, I heard Scott and – okay, so he, he wrote this on – Tuesday then. Okay. What day is it today? Today's Thursday. Okay, so he wrote this on Wednesday. This guy's name is Mark, and he lives in Brandon, apparently. Uh, Because that's when Casey and I were doing our our Insider Live show. Earlier today, I heard Scott and Casey talking about how it seemed like all the reaction they had seen to the Bruce Arians hire was positive. That's probably not completely true. I'm sure there's somebody out there who's hoping for Chris Richard <laughs> or that K C coordinator. He says, I don't want to look up how to spell his name. Good. Eric B enemy. Yeah. Uh, I always liked his um the nickname um Eric Sleeping with B enemy. Sleeping with the enemy. That's uh a- Chris Berman. Yeah, it's a Berman thing. Bermanism. But I agree that everybody. But I agree that everybody I've talked to about it feels the same way. He says positively. But uh-huh. and, and and honestly, actually, it is true in that I said I hadn't seen any negative reaction. Everything I'd seen was positive, and that's right. true. I the only things I've seen are positive. I agree. There's somebody out there who's not going to like. Can't it. wait. Um, so my question is, how does this reaction compare to what's been like over other head coach hires? Like, how pumped were people for, say, Greg Schiano or Raheem Morris? I've been a Bucks fan since the mid-2000s. Oh, I missed the Super Bowl then. Right. And I really don't remember how the other hires were received. Thanks in advance, if you get to my question. Mark. I think... I think it's interesting that most,
2: I would say all the hires were received well.
1: Yeah, but I mean, that's—I mean it's a time of optimism, right? It's yeah. like how everybody thinks they're going to the Super Bowl in and, MTAs. Well, and no when, TAs.
2: when you looked at Raheem, he was a young guy. He was, at that time, uh, you know.
1: But you got to put it all together there because that was a, a surprise uh, firing of John Gruden mm-hmm. and immediate hiring of Raheem, and there were certainly some people who didn't think John should go. Correct. So that wasn't completely positive, no, no matter how people felt about Raheem. But he was he was considered an up-and-comer. Uh, Greg
2: Schiano was, they weren't sure it was going to be interesting, a college coach coming in. Then um, then we all know where that went. Yeah, yeah. And then Lovey, everybody was excited. That was pretty
1: positive because it felt like a call back to the Tony yeah, era. Yeah, back to the future. I think people felt pretty good about that one, but I don't think it was as as over the top as this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, we missed one in there, didn't we? Oh, Dirk. Dirk. Certainly, um,
2: Dirk. Dirk was a. Uh,
1: you're not uh, going to get when you hire
2: from within. You're not going to get the same pop. No, no. But I think with the buzz there was because of his relationship with Jameis, and everyone was very excited about that.
1: I remember at the time I was hoping we would hire Dirk, mm-hmm. and I was glad when we did because mm-hmm. they did do a little searching at that point.
2: And they and and in fairness, he you know he did he did get nine wins in the first year, and you thought what a great building block.
1: I can tell you the difference between 2016 when he went nine seven, six and eight. Six and two down the stretch, and the next two years, mm-hmm. three and zero oh in in three point games in 2016, two and eight in the next two years. Combined. Yeah, yeah,
2: that's that is
1: that 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 was it. We just yeah. couldn't win. The, and you can you can take that however you want. You could say bad luck, or you can say the Bucks didn't figure out how to win those games, mm-hmm. and that's fair. And that's, that's very what fair. that's what ended. And and he said, he knew that it's results business, and in the end, that's what happened. Mm.
2: There every year when it's over with, when when it's when the season ends and there's changes. You know, what else do you have but hope? You're expecting change, you're getting change. Everybody's going to debate whether this is good, bad, and you won't know until uh, next year at this time and then you're gonna go, Okay, that's year one. Now mm-hmm. if it's good, you go, Oh, great building block. If it's not, you go, Wow, it's the first year. You yeah, know, they, they, gotta this, yeah, they gotta learn that. you gotta learn that. So changes in personnel. So in twenty twenty one, God willing in the creek don't rise, you and I are still doing this <laughs> and uh, <laughs> And, and and we'll let you know how good it is. We was. still have offices, right? Just here. Yeah, you know, I'm, it's a, that's I'm now down to I'll work out of the truck. It's a
1: four year contract for Bruce with a fifth year option. Mm-hmm. Uh, so five years would be wonderful. I know people think that um, because Bruce was hired at the age of 66, is yeah. that, right? that that might be the only five years, which is possible. But even if that's true, that's fine. If you write this ship and have five years here, I'll be happy
2: with that. If you if you look. Tony Dungy was here six, six. years. John Gruden, was, Gruden was here seven.
1: That's it. Other, other than John McKay, those because the it's guys.
2: it's what have you done? For, if right. you win a Super Bowl, it, a perfect example. The only club in Green Bay. If you look at Green Bay, McCarthy was there thirteen years. He won his Super Bowl early. Early. Yeah. So. 10. Yeah, so he still had some, and 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 they and, were generally successful. Yeah, they they kept going to the playoffs. Right. If you keep going, but but in Tony's case, he kept going to the playoffs. Right. For whatever reason, didn't get over the hump. Right. So, um, in in that aspect, I think that uh, you know. Tomorrow, I'm, tomorrow, I'm saying is, Tomorrow's not promised to anybody. So, all I'm saying is, if, even
1: if it is only five years, I still don't think that's a, a problem. No, in terms of hiring, you know, and
2: and and if he's 66, his energy level is totally there. And I know there he were health issues
1: before, but he didn't look 66 to me. No, I hope I'm 66. Yeah, like he that. he he he's um,
2: yeah certainly has a grasp on social media. Certainly has a grasp on uh, the new players. I liked his answer about. Um, you yeah, know, learning how to, they, they learn to, they differently, to move more. and so there's a guy that that is making adjustments, and right. and if you're if you're if you're out of it, you're not making those adjustments, so.
1: Think that's good? Yeah, and and hopefully this is exciting. Yeah, uh, even was... if nobody's, even if it's just me talking to you at this point. Can I tell everybody, you what everybody got off? It was
2: awesome talking to Bruce. Uh, it really was. Fun. It is. I'm very
1: excited. He came off exactly as he he, he appears. His public persona there is appears. No BS in right? that man. He's going to no tell BS in BA. No, none, none. Sorry. All right, Jeff.
2: All right, take yeah. us out. All right, since you did, thanks for listening.